Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate news and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome to our end of the year wrap-up review episode spectacular. Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Are you guys ready to wrap up everything we talked about this year and more and just kind of revisit it, a a trip down memory lane? I am ready to wrap up 2018 in general. Yes. (laughs) 2018. Goodbye. Did you guys have like a favorite memory? Just... Like of twenty in general, doesn't have to be real estate. Just you know, something that happened, something fun that happened in your life. There have been a few times I've laughed in the office. (laughs) (laughs) I've smiled a couple times. Everything better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On Realtor.com, every week we feature the most popular home of the week, um, homes of the week. Every week uh, we tally up the clicks and look at what people are interested in and usually it's a house that people have say to each other wow you've got to see this place whether it's the listing photos or the fact that the house has some weird amenity or feature and so like i said we do this every week we look at the top 10 most popular homes every friday and it's usually a mix of you know unique places places that have had the prices cut and then some places we can't even figure out why the heck they're there mm-hmm. um but when it came to the end of the year it was kind of you know it wasn't a huge shocker to find the 10 most popular homes of the year. It was homes that we had all already seen before or covered in some form or another. And uh, Rachel wrote the article on this one. And uh, Rachel, what, what about number 10? Do you remember number 10? It was a ghost town. I do remember number 10. It was an, a full ghost town? It is a bona fide ghost town, um, complete with 22 buildings. Actually, I think it was... The listing said nearly 22 buildings. I wasn't quite sure how you can get to nearly 22. Well, some of them are crumbling. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's a a ghost town after all. (laughs) Well, yes. The listing agent told us that some of the buildings were restored, but many of them were left in a state of, quote unquote, protected arrested decay. So Hmm. you're getting... uh, A full ghost town. A full ghost town. Yeah. So where is this ghost town? It's in Southern Southern California, California, but it's Mm -hmm. way... It's not near LA. I mean, it's like... Like inland, out, yeah, inland. It's like way out, way out in the hills, like in Yo County, which is way. It's not one of the most populous counties in California. Okay, it's, it says it's about three hours and fifteen minutes northeast, nor- north of Los Angeles. Yeah, so I mean, it, if I was headed on that freeway or highway, I'm sorry, highway three ninety five out there in the middle of nowhere. Sure, I'd stop, but I don't think I have any reason to be on Highway 395. And it's between Death Valley and Sequoia National Park. Yeah, right in the you're, middle. You're, you're out there. It's got 300 acres, but those 22 buildings we talked about, including a hotel, a bar, a bunkhouse. I don't know what that is, really. Well, that's where like guys a, would sleep. Like a, where you sleeping. Sleep. Yeah, um, a a cemetery. Yeah, a cemetery, and the listing agent told us that uh, the cemetery has a substantial number of reported hauntings. So it's a legit ghost town. (laughs) But even with those reported hauntings, it didn't deter buyers from being interested in the place. No, I guess it sold for $1.4 million in July. Yeah. Wow. And that's over asking, um, right? That was over asking. The listing appeared on the market for $925,000. Yeah. And got a lot of interest before selling. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's a, 
ideal location for a shoot. Uh, I mean, I, and I think uh, it, it's kind of out of the way for a tourist destination, but, uh, you know, I think there are ways to monetize this ghost town. Um, okay, well, right. moving that on was, to number nine. Number nine was uh, the less said, the better. We uh, talked about this last week, the phenomena of agents <laughs> dressing up in costume. Number oh. nine was the ho- home where a agent dressed up in a T-Rex costume in Texas. And great idea. First, uh, first one to the block. And uh, that house ended up selling over asking. Number eight, we've got a uh, cave home in yeah. Arkansas. Um, this is a legitimate home that's carved into the side of the Ozark mountains. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a a doomsday shelter, but it's kind of, it's upscale. Uh, it landed on the market in the, it was around the summertime around uh, summertime for around 2.75 million. Uh, no buyer stepped forward that we know of. And right now it's off the market, uh, the pictures of this place are bonkers. Yeah. Also, it's not just that it's a really, really cool cave home. It started as a doomsday shelter, and then it was transformed into an A-list nightclub where Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor hung out, um, Wait, allegedly. What? So it's and then a cave, it was it's a cave home that's also a nightclub that Michael Jackson, Elizabeth Taylor went to. <laughs> Supposedly, it, yeah, it was. I mean, they're not. Going and it's there in and it's in Arkansas too. It's I in see. Arkansas. Yeah. So yeah. again, the the. The whole nightclub uh, A-listers being there is a little dubious, but it, I mean, you know, it's, it makes for a great story. Number seven. And number seven, we have a home in Woodland, California that's up um, kind of near Sacramento area in California. Um, this one is a gorgeous Victorian. It almost doesn't look real. It looks yeah. like a dollhouse that somebody, or like a mock or something. Like a movie set. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's called the Gable Mansion. Again, this is another one that showed up uh, as the most popular home of the week uh, when it hit the market. I believe that was back, I want to say summertime as well. Um, but gorgeous house. Uh, historic. Built in 1885. Love it. Yeah. And then the owners, the previous owners added some modern touches like an indoor pool and a theater room and an aquarium in the kitchen and a gym. Hmm. Yeah. So it's not, you get the, the history, but you also get right. the, the present. As well. Yeah. So they weren't building indoor pools back in 1885. Oh, they and weren't? that one is still for sale. Still for sale. For, for how much? $3.85 million. Nice. Wow. So you could buy one of our most popular homes of the year. Uh, speaking of homes still in the market, number six is in Waco, Texas, and I'll let you guess what it's related to. <laughs> hmm. I know. Natalie? I, you want me to guess? Um, oh, would that be Chip and Joanna Gaines? Like, the- <laughs> uh, Yeah, number six was a house that appeared on season two of Fixer Upper. Uh, it landed on the market in June for $1.15 million. It's since been cut to 950000 still available. Uh, it was called The Faceless Bunker when it was on season two, uh, it, for all you fixer, fixer Upper fans. Um, Sounds so creepy. But yeah, yeah. Waco's median home price, uh, as we noted in the article that Rachel wrote, is uh, $265,000. So uh, $950,000, even with the price reduction, is still... A rather steep ask. Yeah. Talk about a premium. Yes. And did we cover in when we originally wrote about this house that it the premium was because it was on the show or were there other like crazy amenities of the house? 
No, it was pretty much related to the show and the work that uh-huh. Joanna and Chip did. I mean, it's it, you know they did a as, as is their custom. They did a great job. I mean, it, it's a good looking house, and it, it has definitely the signature Chip and Joanna touches. Hmm. Um, I'm not down with this. Um, yeah, I don't retaining think they could, wall though. Yeah, I don't think they could do much about that retaining wall. I mean, yeah. but the, the interiors are where they really made it shine. Um, it was kind of bland. Well, and the exterior as well. I mean, the exterior was bland. They Which is why they it called up. it Faceless yeah. Bunker, right? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, so they uh, made it uh, shine, and now it's it wound up as our sixth most popular home of the year. Okay, number five, uh, Natalie. Number five uh, looks like it's a place in Bloomfield Hills. Looks like it's a place... Coming in at number five is a home in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, that belonged to none other than the Queen of Soul herself, Aretha Franklin. Nice. Um, This one went on the market just weeks after she died uh, this year, and it was listed for $800,000. It's currently off the market, but we're not sure... yeah, it it might look, reappear in the new year. Yeah, it didn't look like it had sold. We we looked into it. It didn't look like any anything had happened on the sales front, but maybe it's in process of being sold. I, I'm not sure yet. Uh, we will keep an eye on it. But uh, yeah, this this place was uh, one of her main mansions. She owned five properties in and around the uh, Detroit area. This mm-hmm. one is a sub suburb, an upscale suburb of Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one is a custom home built in 1990. Hmm. Uh, it, it finished number five on the week. I mean, on the year. On the Sorry, year. on the year. <laughs> and then uh, number four, uh, Rachel. I remember this place. <laughs> oh yeah, we uh, so Natalie? coming in at number four. We actually talked about this on our first podcast ever. What? Yes. Um, this is in Sullivan's Island, South Carolina. It's called the Eye of the Storm home it's a four thousand square foot home that is supposedly hurricane proof um it's got 600 tons of reinforced concrete and it was designed after hurricane hugo uh ripped apart the original owner's house back in 1989 so i guess they were inspired to build something that could stand the test of right time and and weather this is the one that's what we call the dome home also so it's yeah. mm-hmm. circular it's a, round it's very jetsons looking like yes. space age yeah kind just of. sitting on the beach but it looks like it's been dropped from a say another planet almost yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, it uh, it came on the market in may for five million it's since had its price cut and it's still available it's now at four, around 4.5 million are you gonna buy it no with your with your money no there's five million dollars <laughs> I, no, I don't want to live in Sullivan's Island, South Carolina. <laughs> Aww. It's pretty. Sullivan's Island, I think, is a pretty nice place to live. I'm not dissing Sullivan's and Island. And this is dumb I just home. Don't want... Eric, you should really do this. I'll get right on it, Natalie. Let me go Let me go find a mortgage broker. <laughs> I'm going to go get pre-qualified. At number three for the year, we had a huge L.A. estate. This one showed up. I don't know that it was ever the most popular home of the week. It might have been at one point, but it, it consistently got tons and tons of views each week uh so it ended up you know one week could be number six the next week could be number 10 number five so it, it was showed, always it, on the charts yeah it showed up quite a few times it's uh, known as billionaire it's a an estate in la and it's on the market for 188 million dollars it's one of those spec estates that has been built in southern california 
um, without a buyer, you know, a specific buyer in mind, but just to attract a wealthy buyer. Uh, it landed on the market in 2017 for $250 million, and uh, the deal almost closed on it wow. back, back in, I, I think it was earlier this year, mm-hmm. in, early this year. And that kind of helped give the agents an idea of how they should price it, you know, in <laughs> terms clearly you know, it they, was they not put working. it on for, you know, a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh, mm-hmm. And then a deal that almost took place kind of, uh, you know, led them to think 188 might be a great price. Uh, it's still on the market. It's one of those places that has everything, you know. Like three, three of everything, Yeah, though. three kitchens, two wine cellars, 135 pieces of art, three theaters, an oh auto gosh. gallery, a helipad with a helicopter. You know, it, it, it's, it's the just goes on. everything is oversized. It's designed for uh, a billionaire who has everything, you know. Ergo the name. Yeah. <laughs> and it's name. currently listed, still it's listed cr- at $188 million. Yes. So are you going to buy that one, Eric? Yes. Let Th- me go talk to my that mortgage. One too. My mortgage broker okay. right now. I'm going to go get pre-qualified for this. Sounds like a good deal. Yes. Sounds like you're going to get a yeah. real discount <laughs> yeah, on it. <laughs> I might offer 185 mm. See if they'll go for that. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Maybe they'll throw in a few extras. Oh, I hope so. Hmm. Number two, at number two this year, we had a Detroit home, and this one really set the internet on fire back when it landed on the market in March. Uh, This one had decor out Out the wazoo, wazoo, and this one was shared a ton on Twitter and Facebook. I remember seeing the numbers for the week at that time uh, back in March, and I had never seen numbers like this because people were sharing this house like crazy. And, and you look it, at the you look at the outside and you're like, "What? Oh, this yeah, is yeah, such like, a normal house. Just, Why is this one on the list?" Yeah, and then you open just, the door and it's yeah, bananas. It, yeah, it just looks like a you know white house. It's got some you know interesting choices out front, but yeah, you're right, Natalie. Once you get inside this place, it it's bananas. The Every room in the house is kind of like it's handcrafted, basically. It's like artisan design, but it's like kind of outsider art, you know, almost. It's, you know, it's got hand stitched ceilings, it's got cards, it's got uh, collectibles and statues, like marble yeah. statues in the foyer with like. Yeah. It is uh, one of, it is truly the ideal of a house where you would look at the listing photos and you would say, holy moly, I have to share this with all my friends and say, have you seen this place? And uh, yeah, as a result, it wound up being our number two home of the entire year. Uh, if you have not been introduced to the Detroit home, uh, I would suggest checking it out. Every room has a theme. Every yeah, every room it, is decorated. There's like a checkered floor yeah. theme yeah. mirror theme yeah it's it, it's eccentric and crazy but you know i think i think that's what people like to see right and the decor and everything in in the house was included in the original purchase price which was five hundred and fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. it's since been reduced to 375 wow yeah that's a that's a cut that's a price could cut. be yours could be yours natalie it. maybe all right <laughs> Um, yeah, this one, wild. But I can see why it landed so high on our most popular homes. Yeah. And, drumroll please, Natalie. Which brings us to... The one. All time. In 2018. (laughs) Yeah. 
just 2018. Uh, number one was a house that did also set the internet ablaze back in August. It was the Brady Bunch house. Yeah, we uh, we wrote about this house. I think it was on the market for forty seven times. Yeah, two weeks, and we probably wrote about it forty seven times. Yeah, so um, we're not done yet. No, because the show yeah. hasn't even started. Yes. Uh, so this one, uh, you know, for those unfamiliar with the story, it went on the market. It generated a ton of interest and wound up selling for double the asking price to the network HGTV, who outbid uh, former NSYNC superstar Lance Bass for the home. And space tourist. And space, space tourist. tourist. Uh, failed space tourist. Failed space Russian tourist, resident. but still has harbors Russian ambition resident. to go to space. Elon Musk, if you're listening. <laughs> so yeah, the Brady Bunch house, uh, again, it's it's the, the, the facade of the home that we're familiar seeing from the reruns. Uh, the interior looked nothing like what we saw on TV, but uh, HGTV's plan is to renovate the interior to make it match what we saw on TV. Uh, sold for $3.5 million in August. The show is set to air sometime in 2019 with a bunch of HGTV personalities taking on the renovation of the Brady Bunch home. And they've already started. We. Yes. Do you know that? And I think that the renovations are, they've already said, are going to surpass $300,000, right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I think sure. that was a um, a permit that they pulled for the kitchen, um, mm. the $300, $350 uh, budget that they said. Yeah, I think HGTV's budget is pretty limitless at this point. So it'll be exciting to see what they do. It will be. I'll be tuned in 2019. <laughs> Waiting with bated breath, and so will Lance Bass. Should yes. we should we consider recapping the HGTV Renault show? Uh, yes, Probably. based um, on based on the interest that we've seen on the Brady Bunch house, we should maybe a very do Brady s- renovation. So I look forward to writing those recaps in 2019. You hope I'm, I am? No, I am. I'm volunteering myself right now, Natalie. You are. Tell your colleague Judy Dutton. <gasps> So, yeah, put me down when the uh, episode airs. I will be there watching. And we will be there recapping. Yes. That's a wrap on the most (laughs) popular homes of the year for 2018. All 10 of these homes are amazing and stunning. And some are for sale. So go to realtor.com slash news. Check them out. Share them with your friends. If you've got 188 million dollars to spare <laughs> feel free to to buy one of them yes buy number three the billionaire mansion in bel-air all right well let's move on to uh some of the best advice stories that we talked about this year how many advice stories did we write this year um by my count i think it was 487 million thousand <laughs> And 13. Wow. I was going to say 511, so either of us could be right at this point. Um, yeah. And all of, write... them, all of them were about earnest money, right? <laughs> we write a lot of advice stories every day. We uh-huh. love to we're looking out for readers. you. Dear listeners, we're looking out for you. I know that um, buying, selling, owning a home, renting, moving, there's a lot to know. And you kind of never stop learning. Yeah, as they go along. So we try to be your your guiding hand throughout it all. Um, some of those pieces are more helpful to you than others. Some of them 
you like more than others. And uh, we rounded up the ones that you clicked on the most this year. There's some interesting ones in there, but the one that really appealed to you was uh, part of a series that we started called According to Science. Oh, that was a great series. (laughs) (laughs) According to Science series, if you have not seen it, is a series where we put all aspects of home ownership under a microscope. In this instance, this was a top performing story that really got a lot of traction. It was how often should you wash your sheets and what happens if you don't? Oh, my. Um, so this one, yeah, I think this is something that everyone can relate to th- relate to, and think There's about. different answers across the board. How often was, do you wash your sheets, Eric? Uh, I don't. I mean, my wife does. Okay. How often <laughs> oh does the Gunther household wash their sheets? Uh, we change our sheets every week, I believe. Yeah, it's oh. every week, yeah. So well, if you're I, being honest, no, I am being honest. That's I, good. I no, I am being honest. I, I have no reason to lie. I'm not. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> I'm not. We have we have our sheets change out every week. Natalie, and, how often do you guys do your change about? I'd say we're we're more of a two week. Um, we're on, we're on a two week schedule. So what is the answer? <laughs> What's the answer? Yeah. yeah. So the answer is uh, pretty much as often as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, the standard every week. You should be probably changing them out. Two weeks, you're okay. But the longer that you leave them, the more moisture builds up and the more gunk that you can get under there. I mean, basically, you're just rolling around in your own filth after a while, which may not bother some people. But um, you have to think about the fact that the dust mites are feeding on that. And if you're icked out very easily, then it's time to wash your sheets. If you're interested in finding out more about the scientific workings of your home and the weird stuff that goes on... um, Go to realtor.com slash news and read our According to Science series. So we wrapped up uh, all of the biggest celebrity real estate winners and losers of the year. Um, There were 10, five five winners, five losers. Uh, But let's focus in on what, Eric, would you call them the ultimate winner and the ultimate loser? I hate using the word ultimate loser, Natalie, but <laughs> well, these people I, have so much so more careful. money than us. Like, yeah, I don't even I, care. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to, to call them, I will say a, a loser in one aspect of their life and maybe, maybe <laughs> a loser in I some know, of the days. I, I hate, I hate to call anybody an ultimate loser, especially Justin Bieber. Oh. <gasps> Bees. Really? You hate yeah, to? I hate to. I mean, you know, he's he's, he, he's had, you know. Do what, you want to say he sorry? A, he made a really bad real estate decision this year. Yeah, the guy just is a serial renter in Southern California, and I mean, he has enough money and enough clout just to keep renting these houses. I I don't know why he doesn't commit to buying. He committed to buying in Canada. He bought a place in Canada this year, but. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Southern California, he just does not want to be tied down. This year, he rented a place that wasn't even that huge or even that fancy for a hundred thousand dollars a month. Was that? Am I right, right on that one? Yeah, yeah. six thousand square feet in the San Fernando Valley. Right. It's not even in Bel Air. It's not in Beverly Hills. It's in the Valley, and it was a hundred thousand dollars a month. And when you have the money, why not just buy? He's a, he's a prime example of the buy versus rent conundrum. <laughs> 
Oh, Does yes. he move his stuff every time, or is he buying houses that are Great already question. furnished? Great question. I like, I think he's re- he's probably renting furnished homes. That I'm, just seems so inefficient. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It seems very inefficient. So I don't know if most of his stuff is in storage lockers throughout the L.A. area. Does he even own anything? <laughs> yeah. like, maybe, maybe he's got he's like still, a futon. I, I, I might want to research this. He might be the largest owner of storage lockers in, <laughs> in the Los Angeles metro area. We did a story on um, the news that came out that Justin is renting a place for 100 k a month. And uh, we actually calculated that he could buy a $10 million place in two years, have it completely paid off in two years if he were putting 100k into the mortgage. So yeah. he's just being stupid with his money. And from what I remember about that headline uh, of the story that we did back in October when he rented this place, we said it, he rented a place, and it could be his dumbest decision yet. It could be. It probably <laughs> is. It's up there. <laughs> I mean, throwing wow. eggs at his neighbor's house is pretty stupid too. That was going that to the was... bathroom in a bucket was pretty dumb. But that was, that was dumb. He wrote an album to say I'm sorry about it. So yes. now he's yeah. So in <laughs> terms forgiven. of real in terms of real estate, we would have to declare Justin Bieber, even though he did buy a nice place in Toronto this year or in the in the in the Toronto metro. Um, we'd have to declare him our loser of the year. That's okay. I'm okay with that decision. You're okay sad with that? Trombone. Okay. He, I, does he even deserve the sad trombone? Oh, wow. I mean, I, I I'm going to put I, it in. <laughs> you are going to put it in? All right. Cue up, sure. the sad tr- cue up the sad trombone for Justin Bieber. Yes. Okay, um, and switching to we, a happier topic. Um, yes. Who was the ultimate? Who, who are we declaring the ultimate winner? The ultimate winner. In real estate. 2018 celebrity real estate. Chosen by Realtor.com. Us. The three of yeah, us. Very scientific <laughs> So many process. caveats. So many caveats. So many hedges. Just like the hedges around Drake's Hidden Hills compound. <laughs> Nicely done. <gasps> Nicely done. Yeah. Drake uh, bought a third property in Hidden Hills this year to add to his YOLO mansion. And uh, we That's what it's called. Dec- Yes, his his mm-hmm. main property in the Hidden Hills it. area is called the Yellow Mansion, and he bought a second property a couple of years ago, and then a third property this year. He's creating a massive compound, uh, and it was in the news again. I think just this week uh, after he was feuding with Kanye West, that there was extra security around his Hidden Hills compound, which is already behind a gate. So, uh, still, even with the feud with Kanye. There was security outside the YOLO compound. Like guards um, and such. Yeah, guards and stuff. Just because of a, a rap-related beef. I um, mean, yeah. apparently they talked. Apparently they worked it out. And, I mean, apparently Drake's working it out on his place in Canada. He is uh, also building a huge estate in Canada. He's been showing that off on social media all year long. Uh, that, we believe, is not yet complete, but it will be completed we hope or we believe sometime it's gonna next be year. massive it's yeah that's gonna be a big big mansion in the Toronto. blueprint for that place is nuts yeah twenty one thousand square feet um but yeah so we're you gonna say drake is our winner for 2019 or 20 oh, blah blah we're gonna say <laughs> we're, we're gonna say drake <laughs> is our winner for 2018 Good job, Drake. Is still to be seen. Good job, Drake. As if he needs any other awards or accolades. Yeah. I know. So yeah, um, yeah. Respect the hustle. Respect Drake. 
we love the Yolo Mansion. Congrats, Drake, on the 2018 title of Celeb Real Estate Maven of the Year. <laughs> Guru of the Year. Anything else, Natalie? I think that with that, it's time to wrap it up for the final time of 2018, you guys. Are you ready to wrap it up? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah, I think I so. I think I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Okay, well, listeners, thank you so much for joining us on this journey. <laughs> we really appreciate you and all your support. Um, if you want to read any of these great roundup stories that we did, you can go to realtor.com slash news. You can also follow us on Twitter. We're at House Party Pod, and we'll be tweeting these stories throughout the week. Please join us again in 2019. We'll be talking, you know, similar, similar topics. Um, you know celebrity real estate advice and i think you can also expect some new surprises some recaps uh, if you have any ideas on what you want to hear please let us know at podcast at realtor.com ask any questions share your stories we'd be glad to talk about it on the air and with that let's wrap it up uh eric rachel thank you so much thank you happy Natalie. new year happy new year everybody bye right. bye, bye.